Um, today, Susanna has agreed to share her experience, strength and hope with us for around 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I'd like to welcome Susanna and I'll hand over to you now. Um, would you like a warning, um, a time warning? Could Susanna? I get a five minute warning and then a one minute warning to wrap it up? Okay, so after 15 minutes, I'll give you a five minute warning. Sure. And then, and then one minute, okay. Thank you, go Thank ahead. You. Uh, hi, Susanna, alcoholic and adult child. Um, I wanted to thank Cam for asking me to speak and thanks to everybody here for doing service at this meeting. This is uh, my ACA home group and I really feel like the Stockholm Suppers group is like a, a life raft for me. Um, and I, I appreciate um, just how safe a space this is. Um, and so I um, have been going to ACA since October of 2021. And on uh, December 18th, I just celebrated 17 years clean and sober in AA. Um, I uh, can, you know, really confidently say that ACA has changed my recovery in such a profound way. Um, I'm also sick. I've been sick since Monday. So I'm probably going to cry because I'm extra sensitive. And um, I uh, just did my fist up in ACA on Saturday and then six. And now I'm on seven. And then I got sick right after. So I, I feel like I'm probably um, uh, also detoxing a lot of what um, I, you know, let go of on Saturday. Um, and I, I have a sponsor in ACA. She also is my AA sponsor. She just happens to like, um, have also worked the ACA program. So I'm super grateful for her. And I read it, um, to her, um, on Saturday and, um, I'm saying I'm um a lot, I guess I'm just nervous. <laughs> this is my first ACA share and it's long. Um, and yeah, I, I like one of the, in, in the yellow book, you know, at the beginning of step five in the reading, um, it it said, I started in a 12-step program that did not allow you to look at another person's behavior. Looking at family dysfunction was out of the question there. I was told to forgive my parents, which I did, but I was left with a sense of not being whole inside. When I worked the ACA steps, I got to look at shame, abandonment, and loss in addition to inventorying my own selfish behavior. I got to find out about the exact nature of my abandonment by my parents. They tried to love me and protect me, but in reality, they passed on low self-worth and self-hate. I used to say that they did the best they could, but now I say they passed on what was given to them, family dysfunction. And to me, this makes a lot of sense because in AA, when I got sober and working the steps, um, because I have you know, this underlying um, family dysfunction that I hadn't looked at, 
I got confused with the steps. I, you know, picked abusive sponsors. Sometimes I got into abusive dynamics that really recreated my family dysfunction over and over again. And um, I was told that I was a selfish and self-centered alcoholic and I just need to take the cotton out of my ears and stuff it in my mouth and like all these things that um, as an ACA, it, it didn't quite fit, you know, because I, I, I think that alcoholism can make me selfish and self-centered, but that is not who I am at my core. And from doing especially the fifth step with my sponsor, I really started to see some significant patterns of also trauma that I kept experiencing and how that uh, focused on my, or, or how, sorry, I'm so sick. I'm like, maybe I should have canceled, but I'm doing it anyway. I'm showing up. I'm, I'm like a little scattered how that played out within my adult relationships. And also like the only times that I cried during my fist step was, now I'm gonna cry again, but was I had a significant amount of racial trauma in my childhood. I grew up in racial isolation with my mother's side of the family who are very white. And so it was, and I was in North Carolina my mother worked for the airlines and, um, you know, we'd go back and forth between New York and overseas. And I lived with my grandparents who were retired, but my grandfather was a um, former diplomat. So they grew up all over the world, but originally from North Carolina. So there was this, um, you know, international aspect, but yet here I am in, you know, this town in North Carolina where like no one looked like me even in my family. And so there were so many things that I dealt with alone and, you know, and I didn't have anybody to help me. And I even, this was on my fist up. Once the one time I went to somebody at school who ran the middle school and I said, Hey, this is happening. She completely gaslit me. So, you know, there was like so much where it's like the one time I asked for help, it did not happen. So these were the messages. So it's like, I have to just take care of myself. And I just internalized um, all that uh, abuse, like a sponge. And I had so much shame that I didn't fit in. Because all I wanted to do my entire life was just fit in. And my sponsor pointed out, you know, it's like, I have to admit, I was a very cute kid, you know, and I, um, you know, was uh, very kind and I was like a top student and I excelled at everything I did. And like I spent like every summer in Europe and Asia, you know, I was very international and I didn't I wasn't like anybody I went to school with. And my sponsor was like, that's what made you a target. You are an extraordinary person. And they saw that and they went for you. And so that's kind of changing the story around instead of like, I'm like, you know, the messages I got from hearing from the kids and sometimes adults that I'm like ugly and worthless and I didn't deserve to be there. And that's, you know, this is the healing for my inner child is like that I, you know, 
I went through these things and I'm sharing about this now because I want to be able to help other people who also went through this because I wasn't able to even admit to myself and other people that that happened until the pandemic and like the racial reckoning in this country. And, you know, and, and right before the pandemic, I started working with a sponsor who, you know, is mixed race too. You know, I'd always worked with white sponsors and for me, like to be able to talk to her about this and she has actual experience, strength and hope because she's dealt with that too. And she could validate me, but also understand how painful it is to go through that. And that I don't have to go through that alone anymore. And that's what, you know, ACA has taught me, you know, and then there were other things in um, my fifth step of just, you know, like these dysfunctional relationships, like around um, friendship and work with these women that were mean to me, you know, and like being like attracted to like an abusive narcissist and getting in these work relationships where like I ended up just giving everything and being abused and it just like recreated, a, you know, like a dynamic with my mother, you know, who, you know, I love and my relationship actually like every time I've talked to her since my fist up, it's been good, which is also really surprising. But, you know, she's mentally ill and um, will not ever get help and, you know, is a compulsive hoarder and has like either histrionic or borderline personality disorder. And, you know, her emotions go all over the map, sometimes within a moment, you know, and so it's like very much a walking on eggshells thing. And, you know, sometimes she's jealous of me, you know, there's like this mean girl aspect to her. And, you know, and I have to like, but now I see that more and I'm able to like, because of ACA, not fall into the traps, not fall into like the, the, manipulation that I don't even think she's conscious of because she's an ACA. She had like, along with her brothers and sisters, like a lot of abandonment and neglect because my grandfather was like a, you know, US ambassador and going to all these parties and doing all this stuff. And like they had servants raising them, you know, and so there wasn't, um, there wasn't like the, there wasn't any emotional parenting, even though they had all the outside stuff. And apparently like, she used to throw fits when she was younger and they would just do everything to appease her. So, you know, that's like the start of the personality disorder, you know, and, you know, her, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm dealing with a toddler, you know, like with, cause she'll just have like an, a tantrum. And so I'm like aware of that now and can, got to blow my nose up. And I have to just remember that. And also like I can forgive her because I know that she did not get the parenting that she needed as a child. And then my father is a very active alcoholic, active sex addict, and um, kind of a like, I don't know a better word to say, but kind of like a grifter, you know, and he, he's always trying to get the fast track with money. And he like even tried to grift me for money on my birthday this year in October. And that was like upsetting because I was like, out of all the days on my birthday, he was sending me a message and asking me to like 
hook him up with a job, you know, and I, and I did get, I got him a job in like a few years ago and he fucked it up because he didn't want to work. And it's like, and he's an ACA. His father also was a ambassador and um, he's, he's from Asia and, and like left him and his brothers and mom for another woman and started a new family and kind of like left them behind. And he has a lot of issues around that of abandonment and neglect and um, developed like sex addiction and alcoholism from that. And then his kids from his first marriage um, also have alcoholism and that's how they don't deal with their feelings. So it's like, I really see, you know, is even like making the family tree and the yellow book. It's like, I see the family dysfunction. I see it very clearly And I feel that because I'm an ACA, I actually have a chance of changing that. I have a chance of stopping this unconscious family dysfunction. Because I'm sure my grandparents are also ACAs. And it's just like, it, it just gets passed down. There's a lot of alcoholism and mental illness in my family. And when that's not treated, and also like... in early like earlier generations even my parents generations this like there's such like a taboo around mental health and getting therapy and getting help for that you know because that means you're crazy (laughs) it's like that's like the mentality where they're coming from and and so you know even when my mom like I was like home for the holidays and I'm like mom you're hoarding like it's like you need help around that. You know, I thought like, that's a really obvious entryway into her, you know, getting some recovery and mental health. And she's like, I don't, I'm not a hoarder. I just need a bigger house. And she's like, I know what they're going to say to me anyway in therapy. They're going to say, you need to get rid of this and this and that. And I'm like, how do you know? Cause you've never been to therapy. You know? And so it's just like, you know, I tried, then I had to stop because it's also like my sponsor pointed out, she's like, what if your mom is perfect exactly as she is? And, and you just leave it at that because in like, and so I start seeing the good parts of her. Like she is like extremely creative. Both my parents are charming. (laughs) Um, She's uh, of course, Uh, and she is fun and she has like the most excellent taste point of probably anybody I know because she does hoard beautiful things, you know, so she is asset rich in that way. Um, but then she's always like all day, every day complaining about how she doesn't have enough. So she's like addicted to like depravity. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the money programs too. Because, and I see this as a family disease because my parents are horrible with money. They think there's never enough, you know, they're under earners, under beers, like, like it's, it's, there's like real dysfunction around that. And, but ACA to me is the core for all those other things. Like even my alcoholism, I found alcohol because I needed to, it was the easiest tool for me to feel safe, manage my emotions, um, it, like individuate. It was just the thing I needed. And it and as a teenager, it saved my life. Like it's, and, and, and somehow negotiating my way into boarding school. Cause I was highly manipulative. I see that, um, five minutes and, um, it was just like, it saved my life in a 
dysfunctional way, but at least it gave me an ability to break free. And then it started not working, you know, um, but it worked enough for me to just individuate and, and kind of give myself some space for my family too. Um, so, you know, now that I have five minutes left, so, you know, like even me getting sick, like I, I started feeling sick on Monday and I, I definitely think part of it is from doing this fist stuff and just detoxing. But I, you know, new behavior is just going into self-care, like really taking sick days, pausing, not being like, I have so much to do. I need to power through this or whatever kind of torture I used to put myself through stopped. And I was like, I'm going to watch some light television. I'm going to watch, you know, I've been watching, like I've been listening to music and watching films that I watched, you know, as a child and a teenager, you know, that's like my inner child work. Um, you know, I, I'm really, one of my sponsors was like, you should try and practice four hours of self-care a day. And I looked at her and I was like, that's crazy, but it's actually not that crazy because like, this meeting is an hour of self-care, you know, like going on a walk is self-care, exercising is self-care, you know, watching a TV show, you know, like whatever it is where it's just like keeping it light. Like I can actually, and, and it's, it's actually been achievable, which is good. Um, and it's not excessive because it's like, I'm actually putting myself first for the first time in my life and not in a selfish way, but in a way that allows me self-preservation and self-care because if I am, if I don't have my health, you know, mental, physical, spiritual health, like I, there's impossible for me to be of service. Um, in AA, like I would be of service before coming to ACA, like at the expense of myself, like just giving all of it away. Um, I would use inventories as a way to shame myself. That's something that my current sponsor pointed out. She's like, you know, and even there were some inventories on that I read in my fourth step to her. And she's like, I don't really think that's an inventory. You know, it, it like, like that's just you, there's not like an issue here. Like you're, you know, it was just another way for me to shame myself because I'm so good at that. And I, and I really struggled with that particularly in early sobriety. And now it's like, like, I, I feel that ACA helps me feel, helps me be more complete because it's like, it allows me to be a fallible, messy human being, like everyone else, like nobody's got all the answers. Like we all struggle with things and it allows me to struggle, you know, or have good times and, and have clarity to be grounded. And, um, you know, I'll just wrap it up with this, this visit I had over the holidays, like, like part of the reason I was so exhausted by the end of it was because I was so grounded and present that it was like shocking. I was like, how did I survive my childhood? Like, how did I do it? Um, but you know, I, I had these, tools that I developed or, you know, survival traits, even people, I like how it says like people pleasing is a survival trait, not a character defect. Those are different. 
like pettiness or jealousy is a character defect, but people pleasing was something I developed to survive. And I think that, um, you know, just the clarity of the literature in ACA, the step work, I cannot emphasize enough how much the actual step work has changed my life. You know, if somebody is like afraid of doing the steps, like act like, like it's not as hard as, as I thought it would be. And it's, it was actually much easier for me than doing AA step work because it had so much clarity and gentleness, but also it was very specific. It was like, when I look at all the literature, I'm like, it's like, it was written for me. And I just respond completely to everything. Um, I think that's my time. So I'm going to wrap it up and I'm so excited to hear from all of you. And um, thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you so much, Susanna. 